You're listening to The Vine Podcast, episode number 34. Have you ever wondered who the people are who are coming to your blog? There can sometimes be a difference between your ideal avatar and the people who are actually landing on your website. In today's episode, I'm sharing three ways that you can connect with your audience and figure out who they are. You love the time you get to spend creating content on your blog and connecting with your audience. But building a brand and working on your website, that's where it can feel overwhelming. With all of the lists out there of everything that you should do, sometimes you just feel like giving up. But friends, there's a better way. When you spend time strategically thinking about your blog, you'll discover what is essential to build a successful and sustainable business and what's not. I'm your host, Madison Weatherill, a WordPress web designer and branding strategist for food bloggers. I'm here to help you think strategically about the brand you're building, connect with your ideal audience, and ultimately convert them into raving fans, the ones who actually make your recipes, interact with you, and make this whole food blogging journey worth it. It's time to design a business you love and remember why you started a blog in the first place. Hey friends, I am really excited to be jumping into this episode. I was planning a couple of episodes out and just trying to figure out what I wanted to kind of shift and talk about. I have been kind of in a little bit of a mini series just talking about more technical things and talking about various parts of your website and how to design those particular parts. And so I wanted to kind of shift and talk about something a little bit different now. And when I was really thinking through some of the things that I've heard from food bloggers recently, one of the things that kept coming to mind is the idea about figuring out who your audience is. I know this is something that most food bloggers would totally agree is important, but I know it can often feel like a mystery when you are trying to get started with really connecting with your audience and figuring out who they are. So before we jump into the actual content of the episode, I just want to give a quick welcome to you if you are new to the podcast and just want to say that I am so glad that you are here and listening to this episode. So my name is Madison Weatherill and I am the web designer and branding strategist at Grace and Vine Studios, which is a design studio that I have been running for the last five years, but it is a studio that I have built specifically for food bloggers. And this podcast also is very specifically for food bloggers. I do have some people who listen to the podcast who are not in the food blogging world, but for the most part, my examples are all going to be really relevant to food bloggers, and that is definitely on purpose. So I hope that that is you, and I hope that you enjoy the rest of this episode. There can sometimes be a big difference between your target avatar and who your audience really is. So what I mean by that is you may think through and decide that the perfect person to come to your blog or to make your recipes is a specific type of person. Maybe it is a specific age or a specific life stage. They have a certain amount of kids. Maybe you've even named your target avatar. And then there can be this separate set of people who are the more random people that might be coming to your site. So that might be traffic from Google or Pinterest. Maybe it's someone who follows you on Instagram. They may not fit exactly the ideal or target avatar in your head, but it's really important to know who these people are. And so in today's episode, I'm going to give you three quick ways that you can really dig into who this audience is and then be able to start really connecting with them. You may find that you do, in fact, have two separate types of audiences. Maybe your target audience is one specific type of person, and the people who are actually showing up are a little bit different. So I'll talk about that at the end of what to do once you kind of get some of this data about who your audience is. 
But either way, really connecting with your audience in this way and figuring out who they are is going to make a really big impact and give you incredible insight into your brand. So why does your audience matter in the first place? Why do you need to understand who they are? Well, again, sometimes you're going to have these two separate types of audiences. And if you don't understand who your audience really is, it's going to be really hard for you to connect with them in a meaningful way. So that may mean that it's hard for you to get feedback on your recipes when you post them. Maybe you feel like you share things on Instagram stories and nobody ever engages with what you're talking about. Maybe you have a dream of creating digital products and having passive income as a part of your business plan. All of those things are going to require that you know who your audience is. You cannot create a product for someone that you don't know, for someone that you don't understand what they're struggling with or what they're needing from you as a content creator. And the same thing goes for your blog post content. Even if that is not something that you are exchanging dollars for, for someone to purchase and create, you are exchanging time and trust. And so if you don't understand who your audience is, you may put something out there that does not resonate with them at all. But on the flip side of that, the more that you can understand who your audience is, the more you're going to be able to create content that is perfect for that person and they're going to instantly trust you more and come back for more content and eventually hopefully be primed and ready to make a purchase of whatever it is that you are selling in the future. So when you have a boost in traffic from Google or Pinterest, those aren't always going to be your people, but you are going to be capturing at least some of those people. And so those are the people that we want to figure out all about and figure out what they're needing from you and who they are. The more that you understand both your target audience and your real audience, the more you're going to be able to figure out maybe things that they have in common or ways that you can approach your content to serve both of those audiences. Because if you are always assuming that your audience is in line with your target audience, you may be finding that That is part of the reason why you're not getting the feedback or the reviews on your blog posts or the connection on Instagram that you are wanting to have. But when you understand your ideal person and that target person, you're going to be able to shape your blog in a way that resonates with them and then in turn is going to get them to stick around and hopefully engage more. Let's dive into the first way to discover your audience. The first way is going to be sending an email survey. I talked about this a little bit in episode 29, which was about the five different emails that you could send to your list, and I will make sure to link that episode in the show notes. I also had a freebie that I included in that episode that had 10 survey questions that you could ask your audience, and some of these are going to be really applicable to this scenario of really diving in and figuring out about your audience, but With an email survey, you want to be really pointed with your questions and trying to figure out more about your audience. Now, you don't necessarily have to send a specific survey that is designed for this. You can also just include questions throughout your normal emails that you're sending to people in order to get more information. So this is going to be an opportunity for you to kind of do some market research. Another way that you can use your email marketing to figure out about your audience is to experiment with the types of recipes that you send to your email list, or an even better way is to experiment with content that is not recipe specific. So maybe you send an email where you're talking about something that's more specific to your story or your stage of life and see if it resonates with your audience. See if you have more people clicking through when you talk about the why behind why you made a recipe or 
the backstory behind a recipe that you might not put that in the actual blog post because of, you know, people not wanting to hear those lengthy stories. Maybe you include that in an email instead and figure out if people resonate with it more. You do have to sort of train your audience in this. A lot of your audience may not initially respond to your emails, but the more you ask questions and the more you probe over time, the more likely they're going to be to take action and respond to you. And then once you have started to make those connections, you're going to start to see some people come out over and over again. And then those are the people that you can really start to get to know. Now, I want to make sure to say that if you are going to start adding these types of questions to your emails and really trying to get your audience to engage, make sure that you are engaging back to them because it's going to be really hard for someone to want to respond again in the future if you don't even take the time to respond to their email when they send it to you. So be sure that you are reaching back out to that person, telling them how thankful you are to hear from them, and then trying to help them or just give them a response to whatever it is that they told you. This specific strategy is going to help you really connect on a more deep level with the people that are already in your existing audience. So these are people that at one point or another signed up for your emails and there is already some sort of trust there with that audience. So really take advantage of the fact that they are on your email list and they already trust you to some degree and then just sort of work your way into having a conversation with them through email. The second strategy is going to be using social media. For me, my primary social media that I use is Instagram, but for you, it might be Facebook that you really connect with people, or maybe you have a Facebook group. Even if it's not a super active Facebook group, it's still something that you can utilize for this. So you want to start using that social media platform to connect with your audience. So that's going to potentially look a little bit different than the way that you've used it in the past. So you need to be willing to experiment and really trying to figure out what resonates with your audience here. So the one thing I want to put out for this particular method is sharing the same old content that you always share probably isn't going to work because it's the same things that people are usually not responding to. You may have to get a little bit more personal with your audience. You can experiment with using features like Instagram polls or the questions box on Instagram just to really give people different ways of engaging with you and interacting. Again, you're going to have to train your audience to do this and it's going to take a little bit of time. So don't get discouraged if you do this once and nobody responds. You're going to have to be willing to try it a few times and just see what happens with it. If you put a questions box out asking about a specific struggle or something that they are looking for help with and they don't respond right away, try to switch up the wording and try it again in a few days or the next week. You know, maybe if your audience really seems to engage more when you are on your stories talking, then talk about what you're trying to do. Tell them you're trying to do market research for your brand so that you can help serve the audience better. You're probably going to have one or two fans who are your super fans who just love your brand and really would be willing to help you out here. And again, once you can figure out and isolate who those people are, then you can really try to dig into these conversations more on Instagram stories or wherever it is that you're trying to connect with them. So my third strategy that I want to give you is one that I've talked about a couple of times, but you guys probably know by now that it's my favorite strategy, is to get on the phone with your audience. Now, this is going to be something that your audience may not 
pick up on right away. Again, it's going to depend on their level of trust with you and probably honestly their level of interest in helping you. But I promise that you have, again, those super fans out there as part of your audience who would be willing to help you. You just have to set this up in a way that makes sense to them and remind them that it's going to be a super casual 10 to 15 minute conversation and try to give them some sort of benefit out of it. Some people will do it just because they want to help you and because they want their voice to be heard, but if you can give them an exclusive recipe or a special ebook that you sell for free or maybe give them a Starbucks gift card as a thank you. The amount of information that you're going to get out of these people is well worth a five or ten dollar Starbucks gift card. So when you go into preparing for this conversation, have two or three questions ready to go, but then just naturally let the conversation go wherever it goes. I think it's really important to just listen and let your audience member speak to you without really feeling like you need to share a lot. This is really a time for you to listen and I would highly recommend taking notes and really focusing in on feelings and emotions. One question that I love to ask that is a part of my brand strategy questionnaire with my custom design clients and branding clients is to think about where your audience spends their time now and where they would like to spend their time. Just thinking about that one question can really paint a picture and shape the way that you really view what your audience is struggling with or just where they are at in life. When you really start to understand that division between what they have right now and what they want to have, and again, this is obviously going to be related to food of some kind or even just figuring out what they want to spend their time on and what's holding them back from living the life that they want to live, then you can really figure out how are your recipes going to be a part of that story and how are those recipes going to help your audience to get to the other side of where it is that they want to go. Now, once you have chosen one of these three things and you have taken action and started to try to make those connections with your audience, you may find that all of a sudden your target avatar and your actual audience may not match. And there's a couple of things that you can do in this scenario. The first is that you can figure out if there's something in common between your target audience and the people that are actually coming to your site. Chances are there's some sort of common theme, even if they don't match exactly. If that's the case, then you can just adjust your content slightly. You can post the same recipes, but maybe take into consideration those two separate audiences that you have and how you can serve them both with the same recipe. Now, if you are finding there is just nothing in common, maybe you are finding that people are coming to your site and they're coming for things that are just not really related to the, t- the type of content that you would like to be sharing, then you need to figure out what you want to do in this situation. You can pivot your content to try to serve the audience that you have, or you can continue to try to attract that audience that you would like to have while also still trying to serve the, let's call it the old audience or the existing audience that you already have. You can also figure out how to segment your audience either physically on your email list or by providing different sort of paths to go into your website and into your blog. So you might have heard in the past the idea of a choose your own adventure. So if you're finding that you have really different types of audiences within your overall audience, maybe you make sure that it's really easy for those separate audiences to find the content that they are looking for. 
It's really important for you to make sure that you are getting enough data from talking to different people and getting different information before you make a big decision like this. But I have seen this with clients in the past where there is a split in their audience and they kind of have to figure out what to do. And you can totally serve both audiences. You're just going to have to pick which one you're trying to serve with maybe new content or new blog series that you do. Or maybe when you get to the point of creating digital products, you figure out how you're going to serve those people specifically. And I think it's totally okay to have different types of audiences within your brand as a whole. It just makes things a little bit more complicated in that you have to consider what those different audiences are going to need from you. And that's why it's really helpful if you can figure out what they have in common. You know, maybe you have people who are leading busy lives and that might look different for the family with toddlers and the retired family always on the go. But there's probably something in common between those audiences. You just have to dig deep enough to find out what it is. And that may mean that you have to talk to more people to make sure that the people that you talk to aren't an outlier and aren't just kind of skewing your data to really figure out what your audience is as a whole. I hope this episode gave you a couple of ideas of how you can really dig in and figure out the audience that you have on your blog, because I think it's really important to understand not only who you want to attract, but who you actually are attracting and the people that are sticking around. You may have those outliers of people who don't really fit the bill of your target audience and don't really fit the bill of the rest of the people that are on your blog, but it's really important to at least just know that so that you can make more strategic decisions about your content planning, digital products in the future, even brand partnerships. Understanding who your audience really is is going to be able to be fuel for you to reach out to brands and really explain your blog and who your audience is so that you can make sure that the brands that you are trying to promote are a good fit and are really going to resonate with your audience. Be sure to check out the show notes for this episode because there are going to be a couple of links in it to those other episodes that I've mentioned and some resources that will help you to really dig into this, but I would really love to hear how it goes for you. I hope that through this process, you will find a couple of those super fans who can just be the people that you go to when you have a new idea for something and you can run it by them and see what they think. I think those super fans are going to be so excited to feel like they're a part of your team and a part of the decision-making process for the future of your blog. All right, friends, that's all for today. So until next time, talk soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to screenshot it and share it with a friend. You can tag me on Instagram stories at Grace and Vine. For the show notes for this episode, head to thevinepodcast.com. Talk soon.